Hello, and welcome to Enterprise Endpoint Experts, E-Cubed, the podcast where we talk to experts about enterprise endpoints. With me today is uh, my co-host, Amy Casto. Good morning, Amy. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Good, good, good. I just said good morning, although I will admit for all three people in the call, it's afternoon, but whatever. Uh, Our guest today is Matt Tinney. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Bill. I love that we're sticking with morning. Uh, Matt, you are uh, an expert in a lot of things having to do with Microsoft partnership. And in particular, you're a very strong expert on configuration manager and endpoint uh, management generally, correct? Correct. And where do you you work? So right now I am working at a company called Windows Management Experts that I founded in 2008. And we do Microsoft infrastructure and uh, security solutions. Okay, fabulous. And <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about autopilot. Before we dig into it, uh, I understand that we were talking about hobbies. You like to go to events and meet people. Is that uh, so? I'm kind of curious. Is that hard for you? Is do you ever get self-conscious meeting people, or do you just walk into some sort of event and just walk up to people and start chit-chatting? Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm always a little anxious in anticipation of like meeting new people. So what I found is that I just go to events to get out of my comfort zone. For me, nothing is really going to happen when I'm sitting behind a computer like I do all day. So I purposely go to events within the Philadelphia area and just meet new people. Um, whether or not they're in technology or, you know, other different industries. And what I find is that I always leave with a new idea in my job or, you know, just just a new perspective on where I live at. And it's really awesome. Okay, great. And, and what's your conversation? How do you start conversations with people? Do you just play it by ear based on what's going on in that environment? Yeah, I kind of, what I do is I usually try to create like a game. I usually go with like someone else that I know and we usually work the room, but we usually like come up with like, you know, I went to an event at Christmas time with a friend of mine and she basically said, well, I'm going to be introduce me as the first Noel. Her name is Noel. And it was just fun, right. To kind of break the ice with people with, you know, something stupid, but, you know, it's also creates a little bit more lightness when you're meeting someone new. Yeah, a little easier to sort of get that conversation going. Hey, Amy, um, so do you do you go to events and just chit chat with people? How how do you how do you find that in your world? Is that easy for you to do? Well, I think, you know, the more events I go to, the the easier it gets to talk to people. I mean, you, certainly in, in this industry, it's it's a very small world, and the world gets smaller and smaller the more uh, shows you go to. Um, so I, I would say in the beginning, I was very quiet and reserved, and I wasn't really having a lot of fun. But then when I was like, all right, it's okay, you can talk to people, then I, you know, I, I started meeting people. It's how I met Johan, actually. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of where, where I was at for a long time. I had our time, and then I was like, well, I just got to do it. And then you sort of just work through it, and then, then you're like, oh, this is easy. Okay, so let's dig into autopilot. Matt, this first question is a tough one. What is autopilot? 
Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, autopilot is a new feature that Microsoft released with Windows 10 Fall Creator Update. And what it does is it allows organizations um, to actually register, um, you know, customer-owned devices directly from the OEM and um, assign those to end users so that the IT department doesn't actually have to re-image the machine. Awesome. So can you go through like a more of like a, a broad use case? Why should I use this? But why why is there a need for it to begin with? Yeah, that's a great question, Amy. One of the big appeals is to obviously reduce the cost for the touch of the IT professional to actually provision uh, the device to a user. So it cuts out the middleman, so to speak. Um, this is also a really appealing option to purchase and directly ship the device to a remote workforce, saving not only IT support costs, but also shipping costs as well. So as companies move, yeah, as, as companies move away from on-premises, it's really going to become an important part of the overall endpoint management and imaging strategy. So you're saying as they're moving away from on-premises, but is is this just an Intune thing, or would it also work on-premise? Yeah, so Autopilot requires that you have an MDM solution in place, whether it's Intune or another MDM solution that supports the Autopilot process. So Autopilot itself requires an internet connection, whether it is on-premise or not. Interesting. Okay. So if if a device breaks down, uh, so we're talking about cutting out the middleman. So it like a, a device breaks down, but it's still in the possession of the IT shop. It's not going back to the vendor or whatever. What does the IT shop do if they need to reimage that computer as part of troubleshooting, or if, if that person leaves and the device stays and the company wants to reassign it to somebody else? Am I still using autopilot in this scenario? What happens? Yeah, that's a great question. So. With the 1709 release, you can actually use what's called Autopilot Reset, or AKA Windows Automatic Redeployment. And what that does is allows you to actually roll back the machine to its original configuration. So it eliminates any customizations or changes that a user may have made to a machine that really would result in potential issues. And it, the big thing about that is it does that while maintaining the MDM enrollment state and the Azure Active Directory state. So the machine itself doesn't need to be re-enrolled. And you know, the Windows automatic redeployment is, is an actual policy that's get, that gets set in the Intune console, and it's just an OMA URI uh, policy that you configure and you flip it to zero. So it's pretty cool. And the other thing is to actually activate this, you it's a it's a keystroke, so it's like control Windows plus R, I believe, and you authenticate with the user account with the Azure AD, and then it basically resets the, the device. So it's it's really cool. Okay, nice. That does sound really cool. Um, it sounds really nice for IT and faster. Things users can get things faster as well. But 
I guess the question I would have is how hard is it to set up? I mean, to get your organization to the point where when some user calls and for whatever reason, their system needs to be rebuilt, say, hypothetically. I mean, or you got new systems coming in and you want to do this. What, what all is involved in getting your organization ready? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a, there's a couple of different things. So if we look at um, from a device, the, the first thing is the device itself has to be at 1703. It needs to have an internet access and connectivity. And it also, um, it, it also needs to um, not have gone through the out-of-box um, experience already. Um, that's on the end user side. Also, you need to have um, some unique hardware IDs and, and information on the actual device imported in to the uh, Windows Store for Business. You also need okay. sufficient rights. Go, go uh, ahead with the rights. We're going to come back to this Windows Store for Business thing. But what else? You said you need sufficient rights. Right. You need sufficient rights to the Azure portal. Uh, you need um, an Intune account to actually manage the device. Um, you need sufficient rights to Windows Store for Business, and most importantly, you need Azure AD Premium P1 or P2. Okay. And Windows Store for Business. So for people who don't have the context, who haven't had to deal with that much, can you just explain basically what it is, the framework in which it exists, and how people use it, and why it's needed here? Sure. Windows Store for Business is basically, it's a really friendly portal that enables the IT to manage Microsoft Store applications, which are known as modern apps to devices managed by an organization. So it allows an organization to organize um, and filter applications in the Microsoft Store from their Windows 10 devices so they don't show up. And it also allows the users so that they don't get distracted by installing app applications like Angry Birds. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I just I'm disappointed <laughs> that they're stopping people from installing Angry Birds. I'm sorry, Amy. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was just going to protest at that moment. Like that is my absolute number one productivity application. That and Candy Rush. So. Going to have to talk to whoever is doing autopilot at Adaptiva and make would, sure that, that stays on my computer. <laughs> straight to Satya with this one. <laughs> okay. So, Matt, are there other technical requirements? Like, do I have to know PowerShell or um, should I have like certain training first before I get into autopilot? Or is it something that anybody can pick up as long as they have access? No, it's actually it's pretty straightforward. It's if you are already not an Azure AD customer with the business portal, then there is some initial setup required. Um, the same goes for your MDM solution. For example, if you're looking to use Intune, you will need to set it up and ensure that you have automatic enrollment enabled. So that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not really much to it other than what I just said. Okay, so there's no other like technical skills that go into this. So I could have somebody come set up my um, Intune subscription, or I could follow blog posts, and then I would be good to go with um, with autopilot. Yeah, the only you know just like side topic that I run into when I've piloted this at another client 
um, and we actually tried this internally too at Windows Management Experts, is actually gathering the device serial number, Windows product IDs, and hardware hashes from all the machines. There's actually a cool script um, that Michael Niehaus wrote out, out on the PowerShell gallery um, that actually makes it a little bit easier. So, you know, that's kind of the most, one of the most important things is getting that into the properly formatted CSV. And then that's what gets imported in to um, the Windows Store for Business. So I love how it came back to PowerShell. I mean, it was like PowerShell and you're like, not at all. But actually. And what's interesting about that is that I had written a blog post a long time ago about how to add a serial number to an Intel NUC. And um, I guess Niehaus has been sharing this with his customers, this blog post. And then it turned out that Intel retired that utility. Uh, so I ended up writing a new blog post with their updated utility. And it's my number one most viewed uh, blog post on my personal blog is um, getting that serial number for the autopilot scenario. Awesome. Oh, nice. nice. So, Matt, uh, what would you say to organizations, to and organizations, what would you say to organizations that are comfortable, like, with the traditional, they're like, we like imaging. Imaging works. Why you got to be harshing on imaging? Um, what would you say to them? They just want to keep imaging. So, every organization, obviously, right, needs to use the, the right tools for the right job. And while every organization is unique, there are some specific scenarios where using something like autopilot really helps. The biggest thing that I've seen is it being helpful for remote users that just, you know, they don't come into the office. You know, being able to manage those without a VPN connection, being able to reset the device, um, those are huge uh, use case scenarios and, and really huge savings for, for the companies and customers. Um, so it's definitely worth looking at, um, you know, autopilot and the various modern management capabilities that Microsoft is investing in and seeing how the business might be able to take advantage of this by lowering the cost. And it also improves end user satisfaction, which is really an important um, aspect of autopilot. So being able to, you know, provide a seamless out-of-box experience for a new user, let's say it's a new employee, right? And they're new with your company and they're remote. You want them to have a really good experience when they first get their laptop and, you know, or their desktop or whatever. And this is actually the, the catapult to that. So I really strongly recommend that, you know, people look at this as, a, as an option for that. Okay, yeah. So you're talking about how this is really easy for remote users. And one of the trends that I'm noticing living in Chicago, and there's certainly studies that are published on this, is that Chicago's workforce is growing more and more remote. Um, and certainly there's a lot of things that towns have to worry about with this, but specifically with IT management. I mean, this is modern management, right? Like this is the future of, of, of how workers will be is more and more remote. So Modern management itself is a term that we hear a lot about. We heard a lot about it at Ignite this year, or in 2017. Um, so I just want to know, what's your take on this whole topic? So essentially, modern management is Microsoft's you know, way of saying, why spend so much time and money and resources on managing data centers? 
Um, I definitely think that this is the direction that, you know, organizations um, should definitely be looking at from a strategic IT investment perspective. Um, and, and modern management is basically a way of moving um, the on-premises infrastructure, um, you know, moving that to the cloud so that, um, you know, customers can enable to focus on running their actual business. Um, this also has the advantage of being able to scale the infrastructure up based on the needs of the business. So it's basically taking the, the pressure off of the IT, putting it into the cloud so that the actual core business can be expanded upon based on demands. Um, that's a big thing. And then also my other take on this um, modern management concept is, you know, the only thing that should be holding, holding people back from moving to modern management and eliminating data centers is the applications. Um, so start looking at getting on-premise apps and workloads moved to um, the cloud or, or SaaS-based or SaaS-based solutions as well, so that your organization can really start realizing the flexibility and cost savings that go with it. Um, you know, we actually are we've done this internally too at Windows Management Experts and. We are 100% cloud, um, which not every organization will be, but it's it's actually huge because we don't maintain any infrastructure and we're saving a lot of money. So definitely okay. recommend it. Sure. So you talk about cost savings, and one of the questions that people ask a lot is, is modern management going to replace MDT and Config Manager? And MDT is free and Config Manager is not, so you have quite a bit of different costs that you're looking at. Um, do you think that this will replace those two tools? Yeah, you know, personally, I have been asking that question for a long time. Um, you know, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And, you know, I really don't see that it's going to be replaced in its entirety. Um, but modern management, it, you know, it's used by Microsoft. It's their vision of a cloud-driven approach to managing devices. Um, but traditionally, organizations have built up these infrastructures on-premise. Um, but I, you know, I still think that there are scenarios that, you know, would dictate having an ability to re-image a device. Um, you know, for instance, if the device is not at a certain level um, or an OS, you know, that, you know, may not actually, autopilot may not solve that problem. You know, what if it's Windows 7? Um, or what if it's a, a version below um, 1703 or whatever is required for autopilot? So, you know, and there's also other scenarios around, you know, you know, what if there's an issue with the drive layout? Um, because, you know, autopilot is looking at the existing drive. It's not touching the partitions. It's not touching anything to do with any of that. And you know, there there are going to be scenarios that require that to be done. And I'm not saying that autopilot won't evolve with that um, scenario, but it's definitely important to, to have, um, you know, that in, in context with this. Okay. You mentioned uh, that <clears throat> the version mattered, and the version matters. I know it, you said it, it requires full creator's update. Um, what SKUs specifically can work with Autopilot? Is there a limit to which uh, which SKUs can work? 
Yeah, it's Windows 10 Pro Enterprise and Enterprise. Or, I'm sorry, Education. So I okay. can't do this on a home device? Uh, no. Uh, okay, I'll have my company upgrade. <laughs> Amy is one of the few people I know who actually would do this on her home PC. <laughs> It's going to test about my mom's Windows 7 home device and update it to <laughs> Windows 10 home if that even exists. <laughs> Never mind. Mom, a... you can stay on Windows 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a nice way to support support mom, I suppose. Although, uh, <laughs> although when there's no questions coming, I don't like to rock the boat. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to you, Amy, for a would you rather. I think before we head out, there's been great info, and before we head out, we should definitely uh, ask Matt a would you rather. Matt, would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? Uh, a ninja for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain. Um, I don't know. Ninja is uh, I don't know. Cuts the cuts the BS maybe, and just I don't know. Just gets to the the heart of what matters, which is you know using your skills to um, you, you know your skills, right? In ninja, it it means a lot of things to a lot of people. I just see it being like a kung fu master, right? You're you're a master at your trade, so that's why I picked that. Pirates are masters at their trade, assuming that their trade is being a pirate. So fair enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Matt, and thanks, Amy. You guys have a, a great rest of the morning. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks. Bye.